Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday, May 7th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I am Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Definitely worth your while. A lot of great podcasts. I'm sure we're over 60 carefully curated podcasts now. A lot of different topic areas, so definitely worth your while. You'll definitely find something out there for you to listen to. Um, I want to continue to point you at the final link in our show notes. They are for the Vale Valley Baptist Church Give, Send, Go campaign. Uh, we are trying to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a uh, Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative within our uh, community. So go ahead and click on the link. It'll provide you a much more thorough description than I just have. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask for you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we would ask you to pass the link along so that others can do the same. All right. Well, with it being a weekend, we're only going to be doing our reading for today. We're going to be doing our scripture reading for today and our um, and our prayers and uh our devotions. So let's go ahead and get started with it being a Sunday morning. We'll all want to get done quickly so we can get ready for church. Um, if you didn't go last night, so we're going to go ahead and open up with the Lord's day morning prayer. Let's pray. O maker and upholder of all things day and night are thine. They are also mine from thee the night to rid me of the cares of the day to refresh my weary body, to renew my natural strength, the day to summon me to new activities to give me opportunity to glorify thee, to serve my generation, to acquire knowledge, holiness, eternal life. But one day above all days is made especially for thy honor and my improvement. The Sabbath reminds me of thy rest from creation, of the resurrection of my Savior, of his entering into repose. Thy house is mine, but I am unworthy to meet thee there, and am unfit for spiritual service. When I enter it, I come before thee as a sinner, condemned by conscience and thy word. For I am still in the body and in the wilderness, ignorant, weak, in danger, and in need of thine aid, but encouraged by thy all-sufficient grace. Let me go to thy house with a lively hope of meeting thee, knowing that there thou wilt come to me and give me peace. My soul is drawn out to thee in longing desires, for thy presence in the sanctuary, at the table, where all are entertained on a feast of good things. Let me, before the broken elements, emblems of thy dying love, cry to thee with broken heart for grace and forgiveness. I long for that blissful communion of thy people in thy eternal house, in the perfect kingdom. These are they that follow the Lamb. May I be of their company. Amen. All right. And now the morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for May 7th. The text comes from Matthew twelve fifteen. Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. What a mass of hideous sickness must have thrust itself under the eye of Jesus. Yet we read not that he was disgusted, but patiently waited on every case. What a singular variety of evils must have met at his feet. What sickening ulcers and putrefying sores, 
yet he was ready for every new shape of the monster evil, and was victor over it in every form. Let the arrow fly from what quarter it might. He quenched its fiery power. The heat of fever or the cold of dropsy, the lethargy of palsy or the rage of madness, the filth of leprosy or the darkness of ophthalmia, all knew the power of his word and fled at his command. In every corner of the field he was triumphant over evil and received the homage of delivered captives. He came, he saw, he conquered everywhere. It is even so this morning. Whatever my own case may be, the beloved physician can heal me. And whatever may be, may be the state of others, whom I may remember at this moment in prayer, I may have hope in Jesus that he will be able to heal them of their sins. My child, my friend, my dearest one, I can have hope for each, for all, when I remember the healing power of my Lord. And on my own account, however severe my struggle with sins and infirmities, I may yet be of good cheer. He who on earth walked the hospitals still dispenses his grace and works one and works wonders among the sons of men. Let me go to him at once in right earnest. Let me praise him this morning as I remember how he wrought his spiritual cures, which bring him most renown. It was by talking upon himself, taking upon himself our sickness, sorry, by his stripes we are healed. The church on earth is full of souls healed by our beloved physician, and the inhabitants of heaven itself confess that he healed them all. Come then, my soul, publish abroad the virtues of his grace, and let it be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign which shall not be cut off. All right, well, we're going to do our reading for the day. Um, let's see, our scripture reading, we finally made it into the end of the other histories. We're starting in First Samuel, so we'll be First Samuel 1 and the first 21 verses of First Samuel 2. Uh, we'll do the first 23 verses of John 5. Uh, we're going to do the last verses of Psalm 105, verses 37 through 45, so that'll finish that out. And Proverbs 14, verses 28 and 29. So, First Samuel 1, hear the word of the Lord. Now there was a certain man from Ramathame Zophim, from the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. Now he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of, other, name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now that man would go up from his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to Yahweh of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests to Yahweh there. And the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, and he would give portions to Penina, to Penina his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, but Yahweh had closed her womb. Her rival, however, would provoke her bitterly to irritate her because Yahweh had closed her womb. And so it would happen year after year. As often as she went up to the house of Yahweh, she would provoke her, so she wept and would not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep, and why do you not eat, and why is your heart sad? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Then Hannah rose after eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the temple of Yahweh. And she, bitter of soul, prayed to Yahweh and wept despondently. And she made a vow and said, O Yahweh of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a seed amongst men, then I will give him to Yahweh all the days of his life, and a razor shall never come on his head. Now it happened as she multiplied her praying before Yahweh that Eli was watching her mouth. 
As for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart, only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard, so Eli thought she was drunk. Then Eli said to her, How long will you make yourself drunk? Put away your wine from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before Yahweh. Do not consider your maidservant as a vile woman, for I have spoken until now out of my great complaint and provocation. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. And she said, Let your servant woman find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before Yahweh, and turned back and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and Yahweh remembered her. Now it happened in due time that Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of Yahweh. Then the man Elkanah went up with all his household to offer to Yahweh the yearly sacrifice and pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, I will not go up until the young boy is weaned. Then I will bring him, that he may appear before Yahweh and stay there forever. And Elkanah her husband said to her, Do what is good in your eyes. Remain until you have weaned him. Only may Yahweh establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with a three-year-old bull and one ephah of flour and a jug of wine, and brought him to the house of Yahweh and Shiloh, although the boy was young. Then they slaughtered the bull and brought the young boy to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you, praying to Yahweh. For this young boy I prayed, and Yahweh has given me my petition, which I asked of him. So I have also dedicated him to Yahweh as long as he lives. He is dedicated to Yahweh. So he, so he worshipped Yahweh there. Then Hannah prayed for Samuel too. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in Yahweh. My horn is exalted in Yahweh. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies, because I am glad in your salvation. There is no one holy like Yahweh. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Do not multiply speaking so very proudly. Let arrogance not come out of your mouth. For Yahweh is a God of knowledge, and with him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are shattered, but those who stumble gird on strength. Those who were full hire themselves I'm sorry, those who were full hire themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry cease to hunger. Even the barren gives birth to seven, but she who has many children languishes. Yahweh puts to death and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. Yahweh makes poor and rich. He brings low, he also exalts. He raises the poor from the dust, he exalts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles, and inherit a seat of glory. For the pillars of the earth are Yahweh's, and he set the world on them. He keeps the feet of his holy ones, but the wicked ones are silenced in darkness. For not by power shall a man prevail. Those who contend with Yahweh will be dismayed. Against them he will thunder in the heavens. Yahweh will render justice to the ends of the earth, and he will give strength to his king, and he will exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went to his home at Ramah, but the young boy ministered to Yahweh before Eli the priest. Now the sons of Eli were vile men. They did not know Yahweh, and this was the legal judgment for the priests with the people. When any man was offering a sacrifice, the priest's young man would come while the meat was boiling with a three-pronged fork in his hand. 
then he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the fork would bring up, the priest would take for himself. Thus they would do in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also, that before they offered up the fat and smoke, the priest's young man would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, Give the priest meat for roasting. He will not take boiled meat from you, only raw. Then the man would say to him, They must surely offer up the fat and smoke first, and then take as much as your soul desires. Then he would say, No, you shall give it now, and if not, I will take it by force. Thus the sin of the young men was very great before Yahweh, for the men spurned the offering of Yahweh. Now Samuel was ministering before Yahweh as a young boy girded with a linen ephod, and his mother would make him a little robe and bring it to him from year to year, when she would come up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May Yahweh establish for you a seed from this woman in place of the one she dedicated to Yahweh. And they went to their own home. Yahweh indeed visited Hannah, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters, and the young boy Samuel grew before Yahweh. All right, John 5, uh, verses 37 through 45. I should have scrolled that further. Uh, I'm sorry, John 5, verses 1 through 23. Sorry, I misread that. All right, after these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever sickness with which he was afflicted. And a man was there who had been sick for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been sick a long time, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And immediately the man became well and picked up his mat and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, He who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, pick up your mat and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and disclosed to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. And for this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing from himself, unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in the same manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing, and the Father will show him greater works than these, so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes." For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son, 
so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Psalm 105, verse 37 through 45. Then he brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribe who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they went out, for the dread of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering, and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail, and he satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water flowed out. It ran in the dry places like a river, for he remembered his holy word, with Abraham his servant, and he brought his people out with joy his chosen ones with a shout of joy. He gave them also the lands of the nations, that they might take possession of the fruit of the people's labors, so that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise Yah. And finally, Proverbs 14, verses 28 and 29. In a minute, I'm sorry, in a multitude of people is a king's splendor, but in the dearth of people is a prince's ruin. He who is slow to anger has great discernment, but he who is quick-tempered raises up folly. All right, and that is our reading for the day. Let's go ahead and do our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for May 7th. The text for it is from John 5, 8, which we just read. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Like many others, the impotent man had been waiting for a wonder to be wrought and a sign to be given. Wearily did he watch the pool, but no angel came or came not for him. Yet thinking it to be his only chance, he waited still and knew not that there was one near him whose word could heal him in a moment. Many are in the same plight. They are waiting for some singular emotion, remarkable impression, or celestial vision. They wait in vain and watch for naught. Even supposing that in a few cases remarkable signs are seen, yet these are rare, and no man has a right to look for them in his own case, no man especially who feels his impotency to avail himself of the moving of the water, even if it came. It is a very sad reflection that tens of thousands are now waiting in the use of means and ordinances and vows and resolutions, and have so waited time out of mind in vain, utterly in vain. Meanwhile, these poor souls forget the present Savior, who bids them look unto him and be saved. He could heal them at once, but they prefer to wait for an angel and a wonder. To trust him is the sure way to every blessing, and he is worthy of the most implicit confidence. But unbelief makes them prefer the cold porches of Bethesda to the warm bosom of his love. Oh, that the Lord may turn his eye upon the multitudes who are in this case tonight. May he forgive the slights which they put upon his divine power and call them by that sweet constraining voice to rise from the bed of despair and in the energy of faith take up their bed and walk. O Lord, hear our prayer for all such at this hour, this calm hour of sunset, and ere the day breaketh may they look and live. Courteous reader, is there anything in this portion for you? All right. Well, that is our reading for the day. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Um, I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. I thank you for spending this time with me. I, I pray that it truly benefits you, that you are truly becoming, as I am, becoming more and more saturated in the scripture every day um, because we need to be, we are called to be. Um, I hope either you already have worshiped with the saints this weekend or you have plans this morning. If you don't, change them. We are called to worship with the saints. All right, let's go ahead and close out with prayer. Uh, we're going to close out with the Lord's Day evening prayer. Let's pray. Most holy God, may the close of an earthly Sabbath remind me that the last of them will one day end. 
animate me with joy that in heaven praise will never cease, that adoration will continue forever, that no flesh will grow weary, no congregations disperse, no affections flag, no thoughts wander, no will droop, by all will be it, but all will be adoring love. Guard my mind from making ordinances my stay or trust, from hewing out broken cisterns and resting on outward helps. Wing me through earthly forms to thy immediate presence. May my feeble prayers show me the emptiness and vanity of my sins. Deepen in me the conviction that my most fervent prayers and most lowly confessions need to be repented of. May my best services bring me nearer to the cross and prompt me to cry, None but Jesus. By thy spirit give abiding life to the lessons of this day. May the seed sown take deep root and yield a full harvest. Let all who see me take knowledge that I have been with thee, that thou hast taught me my need as a sinner, hast revealed a finished salvation to me, hast enriched me with all spiritual blessings, hast chosen me to show forth Jesus to others, hast helped me to dispel the mists of unbelief. O great creator, mighty protector, gracious preserver, thou dost load me with loving kindness, and hast made me thy purchased possession, and redeemed me from all guilt. I praise and bless thee for my Sabbath rest, my calm conscience, my peace of heart. Amen. All right. Well, like I said, I hope you have a wonderful day that you do all you do for the glory of God. And that if you haven't already, that you worship with the saints. Have a great day. Hope to see you tomorrow. God bless.